0: Welcome back. Joining me now as we wrap up the week's markets action is Fahima Adia from Momentum Securities. Fahima, lovely to have you on with us today. Now, global stocks closed um, the biggest monthly rally since 2020, with traders picking up more riskier assets um, on the back of mounting bets that were at the end of the hiking cycle and that we might start, start seeing rate cuts um, in the second half of next year. What are your thoughts around that, uh, Fahima? Can this momentum be sustained?
1: Afternoon, I'm Tulang. Thanks for having me. Yes, uh, like you said, November has been a a very strong month for the markets, uh, driven by the expectation that the Fed has reached the, the peak of that rate hiking cycle. And um, we seem to be seeing signs now that inflation is starting to cool. The labor market is starting to cool. So the market is hopeful that this means um the, the, the rate cycle has peaked and we'll hopefully start to see some rate cuts in the next year. Uh, if we look at our local markets, you know, the JSE has also been doing very well uh it's had quite a strong week this week and um yeah we do think that uh Uh, this this rally should hopefully continue into December Uh, it's often referred to as the Santa Claus rally and uh, it's it's a good time for markets right now. Crossing
0: fingers that festive cheer runs into December. Now Fahima as you mentioned traders are not seeing inflation as much of a problem but is it too soon to get excited? I mean we have seen a deceleration (laughs) in inflation in the EU, that US um, PCE number also coming in line um, with expectations. But the U.S. economy is still proving to be quite resilient. Just walk us through those dynamics and how they may or may not support um, traders take on inflation and the direction of interest rates.
1: Yeah, I agree with you there. I think perhaps the market is getting a bit too excited too soon mm. because uh, even from the Fed side, you know they did say that inflation seems to be cooling, but they are not uh, being overly dovish in their approach. I would say they've already indicated that they need to take, you know, a cautious approach to this. Mm. But the market's obviously already gotten quite ahead of itself and is quite excited. Um, and like you said, there's been a bit of mixed data here in terms of the signaling. So we've got the latest GDP figures in the U.S. that actually came in still quite strong. Uh, but I suppose on the more positive note, though, we had the U.S. jobs, uh, jobless claims rising more than expected recently for that week ended uh, November the 25th. So that was a positive signal showing that the labor market is, uh, in fact, cooling. Um, so, yeah. And then if we look at the U.S. core personal consumption expenditure index, uh, that also showed uh, signs of cooling, which is, uh, you know, the, the the Fed's preferred inflation gauge. So, I think there's been a bit of mixed data. Mm-hmm. And then we also saw some uh, positive results that'll come through in company uh, earnings uh, that were released in the U.S. Um, so like you said, uh, it, it's a bit of a mix, mixed bag. But yes, it could be that the market might be getting a bit ahead of itself.
0: Um, out in the EU, we've had inflation, like the deceleration trend. Um, deceleration in inflation trend continue we saw it in the eurozone numbers we saw it in the german inflation print surely that's just proof that um, the rate hikes on that front are starting to work
1: Yes, yes, we have been seeing data to show that um, it does seem inflation there has been coming off, you know, they've had to hike rates very aggressively there after those uh, after inflation reached very high numbers earlier in the year. So it's good to see that uh, that has been coming off uh, recently.
0: Now let's turn our focus to the oil markets where we saw OPEC members agreed to voluntary oil output cuts of about 2.2 million barrels per day. This of course um, for the first quarter of next year. The oil price initially dipped after the move but we did see it somewhat recover um, this morning. Mm -hmm. Mahima, what have you made of that move in particular?
1: Yes, there's been a lot of uh, of volatility in that oil price um, ever since that Middle East conflict broke out. But uh, yes, I did see that now uh, OPEC has, they haven't come out with a formal announcement to endorse the production cuts, but they have said that their members can voluntarily cut so we had a couple of their members, the leading one being Saudi Arabia, say that they would be cutting. We also had Russia said that, say that they will be cutting Iraq and then um, a few African countries uh, like Algeria also. But then we've had uh, you know opposing views coming from other African countries like Nigeria that said that they were not looking to cut output. So I think it's also like a bit of uh, mixed sentiment there. The market's not quite certain, but if the voluntary production cuts do go ahead, as expected then we will likely see a uh, uh, increase in the oil price in the next year i would think
0: mm, it'll be interesting to see how those um, dynamics play out and how they influence the oil price and the inflation picture at large let's turn our focus now to um, company news tiger brands reported strong um, top line growth with revenue rising 10 percent however the bottom line growth coming in the single digits with the hips up two percent the trading environment, let's be honest, has been difficult and the group has had to deal with high food inflation, cash strap consumers that have started to shop down, as well as the rand depreciation and not forgetting those load shedding um, um, or the power cuts, the power cut crisis that's been hitting South African businesses. Fahima, just take us through your analysis of the 12 months that was for Tiger Brands.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think you've summarized it very well. It's it's kind of a trend we've been seeing in the recent results that these retailers um, and, you know, also food producers have been putting out where they are seeing some growth on the top line. But because of this difficult environment with rising costs, having to deal with load shedding, the extra expenses on backup power, that's really cutting into uh, you know the costs and, and into the bottom line. So while we are seeing some growth on the top line, the bottom line is what is coming under strain there. So if we look at Tiger Brands in particular, they said that there was some lower volume there due to, uh, like you said, the consumer that's under increased pressure. Due to that increased cost of living, we've also, uh, like I said, of course, had load shedding bite into uh, their profits there. And um, if you look at the gross uh, profit margin, that also declined by over about 2%. Um, And looking at HEPs, while that was up slightly, I mean, Mm -hmm. up by about 2%, this is mostly due to that share buyback uh, activity that they did last year. Um, So all in all, I think, you know, the profits were pretty flat on this one. And and just reflecting that it's a very difficult environment for retailers and, uh, you know, food producers at the moment. Um, And we're hoping, hopefully in the new year, once inflation starts to come off more and rates are cut and we've got a consumer that's under less pressure, we can hopefully look to some recovery in these kind of companies. Sticking to those high costs
0: associated with load shedding, quantum food also being dealt a blow by these load shedding costs, and the avian bird flu that hit mm-hmm. these poultry producers, this saw its profit—well, not its profit, but it saw it report a loss of thirty-five million rand. Just unpack those numbers for us further.
1: Yeah, so mm-hmm. the Quantum Food unfortunately had an additional issue to deal with in, the, in that avian, avian flu, the worst bird flu outbreak we've had in South Africa. And uh, it announced that, uh, you know, this has really impacted a lot of its farms in Gauteng and the Northwest, leading to about 150 million, 155 million rand in layer hens and breeding stock being written off for the year. Um, And that uh, excludes the further costs of feed and eggs that had to be destroyed. Uh, and also uh, the cost of having to disinfect facilities. They've also said that they've had to incur additional costs to move eggs to uh, other areas that have not been impacted by the bird flu. Uh, if we look at the revenue, that was pretty flat, only grew by about north of 1%. And uh, the, the profits fell quite a lot. So that actually fell to a loss now. There's an operating loss of $35.9 million. And uh, the hips came in at a loss of 17.4 cents per share. So a very difficult environment uh, for this company. It is a tough trading environment
0: for many South African companies. Before I let you go, Mm -hmm. Fahima, what is your stock pick?
1: Um, so, my stock pick in uh, Tulang is Mr. Price. Uh, so, we think it offers value at the current pricing, given that recent pullback in the share price. So, in the recent uh, report, it did uh, report, you know, some headwinds, also struggling from the same issues we've seen in other retail companies, in that the consumer is under pressure and, therefore, spending less. So, volume suffered there, hips was a bit lower. But we're hoping that uh, in the new year, Uh, Once uh, the economy shows signs of improvement, interest rates are cut, inflation comes off a bit, the consumer will be in an improved position to to start resuming some of their purchases uh, for Mr. Price's goods. It's also got a leading position in that discount value segment of the market. So it's pretty well positioned in South Africa. And uh, in terms of the valuation, it is trading at uh, quite a good forward P.E. of uh, 11 times and looks quite attractive. So that's our pick. Mr. Price, your pick
0: for today. Thanks so much for your time and those insights, Fahima. That was Fahima Adia from Momentum Securities.